So, like... You enjoyed this documentary, right? I don't know that it was a documentary. Yeah. Um, so, in Scientology, all the aliens come down and wiped humans from the Earth. And then those aliens got in little uh, cruise ships and sailed to the moon. That's it, That's right? The- Something like that. There's a volcano in there somewhere. Oh, I, I forgot about the volcano. Yeah. That's what how the aliens got there, I think. Okay, so what do you think it's done to Tom Cruise's Thetan levels to kill this many aliens so many times over? He's at, like, batting a thousand. Like... Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, no, he's batting, like, 300 probably because of all the times that he died the first time, right? Like, mm. I don't know. I, I thought you know. get more points when you die. Mm. you level up so now he's like the super scientology alien wizard now right he can't get denied any movie roles now oh no (laughs) oh no he can't get denied any movie roles Mm -mm, that's how he got here Hi, I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing. A podcast where we watch all of our movies in our movie library. In alphabetical order from A to Z. And today we watched... Edge it... of Tomorrow. <laughs> Live, Die, Repeat? What, what... So this is, this is a weird movie name, right? I feel like this used to be a thing. Because I remember it with like the... British romantic comedies. There, there's like two names. Isn't that the same way about um the one that we the first one a day? What about time? About time. Don't, doesn't it have two names? I don't think it has two names. I oh. think you're you are thinking about pirate radio though. Oh, pirate radio. Pirate has radio. Names. Yeah. So we know it as pirate radio here, and in the UK it's called the boat that rocked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this was marketed as Edge of Tomorrow here, mm-hmm. and Live Die Repeat over overseas where now the thing the thing is it was listed the all the posters said live die repeat on the top and edge of tomorrow on the bottom which should it have just been one long name which is how the online streaming service where we own our digital copy of it organizes it as live period die period repeat period colon Edge of Tomorrow. That makes the most sense, Which really. Is, well, it's so long, though. It's I like, like it. a It's like a Coheed and Cambria song title, you know? It's, it's not I like, like it. It's not a Fall Out Boy or Panic song title because it's not a f- complete sentence. And let me tell you, that's the best part about it, the movie. It is something like Second Stage Turbine Blade or something. Or like, oh, uh, mm, Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, Part 1, colon, From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. <laughs> I'm like a lawyer. <laughs> oh god well i write these tables are numbered i write sins not tragedies you know that one's not that's that's the whole title though like the other ones that i'm saying are like really long titles well lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off okay so now that we've discussed the title (sighs) the title we're done no oof battle is the true redeemer gosh (laughs) the glow the glorious crucible <laughs> god no hold on let me i need to look up this this speech so that i can do it do the whole thing because it's it is in the great hallmark of time loop movies this is i think one of the great moments of this i mean it starts off we have like the montage of news clips 
explaining the invasion, explaining how badly the invasion Not very gone. well, because I couldn't tell it was aliens at first. It said that a meteor had landed and then it had been a full scale. Honestly, it's it's kind of confusing. It's kind of confusing. All you see is a little map and like ink moving around and you're like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Bethany, Bethany at one point when, uh, Brendan, when General Brendan Gleeson refers to the enemy, she's like, so the enemy, that's aliens? Or is that other humans? And I'm like, it's aliens, babe. It's aliens. I'm watching for the people. The people would also be confused. The people would also be confused. To be fair, I've seen this movie like three times before this, but at least. why? Because it's fun. It is fun. Remember sci-fi. when Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, Krasinski, okay, both wanted to be action heroes at the same time. <laughs> that was this year. It kind of was. Because he did started being in s- those like Afghanistan movies. Did that come? Well, it was a Libya movie. It was Benghazi, the Benghazi movie. Uh, 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 John, Michael why? Bay, Michael Bay kind of. This happens with comedy, doesn't it? Like you think you really like one person, and then they do like really awful things. Well, I don't think he's that awful. Like at least some good news was nice. Like I think he hasn't like abandoned his comedic personality but i think he also wants to make that money he like wrote and directed a quiet place right yes he did i'm so upset that people were laughing through that movie when we saw it because it and in a theater that movie was a gem oh no that was so good in the theater that was art let's see what was it the uh I'm not going to say the joke that I made at the end of that movie because it's a little inappropriate, but it oh, it had something to do with things that I can no longer do without hearing Emily Blunt oh. a shotgun. God. <laughs> okay. Well. Um. It's. I. I greatly enjoyed this movie. Bethany liked the first half of it. It's got a good cast. Yes, absolutely. So, like I'd say half of the writing is good. The like first they're half repeated, of the and you can. I think the problem is they didn't know where they wanted to go with this. Like, did they want to go all into the comedy part? Not really. Like, it would have been funnier that he was repeating the day if they were like more into making gags about it. There's hope for you yet, Private. <laughs> Battle is the great redeemer. Is the fire crucible in which true heroes are forged. The one place where all men truly share the same rank, regardless of what kind of parasitic scum they were going in. <laughs> It, that's so good though because so this is a time loop movie so it's it's groundhog day in a way which is a movie i still haven't seen but i do know you haven't seen groundhog day everyone judges okay me well on february everyone 2nd that's what we're this. doing we're doing it this year everyone judges watch out for this. the special episode everyone listen I, speaking into existence I, I like a time loop story there's a reason that like the uh, time loop arc from the adventure zone is one of my favorite but arcs. groundhog day is arguably like the time loop movie I mean, it's it didn't invent the time loop trope. I'm sure that's not true. Can you name a Hollywood film that does that? Before before this? I don't think so. First time loop movie. Back Groundhog to the Future. Day. <laughs> <laughs> List of film Okay, but but like Star Trek has done time loop episodes so many times. Episode, not movie. But like uh, I, 1983, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, which is an anime. Never heard of it. Which was an anime first. Um, let's see. No, there's like a list on, on here. <laughs> so like we have a couple of Japanese films mm-hmm. that did this. Okay. okay. The first American movie that... Uh, it appears that the first real American movie that did this was Groundhog Day. I'm telling you. We gotta do it. I need to know if it lives up to the... 
uh, the space in my heart that it occupies. Let's find out. Palm Springs is a great time loop movie. Let's. I've never heard of that. We watched it earlier. Palm Springs? Kristen Milioti, oh, Eddie Samberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was really good. That's perhaps the best time loop movie. Um, I, I loved it. It was it, funny. And it was poignant. Okay, the best time loop movies? Very funny. This one starts out pretty funny, if I'm being honest. And... I mean, it's still... Even if even if you can tell... And I'm going to get this director's... Actually, no, I don't think I am. Doug Lyman, the director who has done this, Swingers, Born Identity, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Meh. And Jumper. Fine. <laughs> um, Born Identity is great, but you can and you can tell he's trying to go for some of that energy, I think. I mean, these are all... Tom Cruise movies, right? Well, Born Identity. No, this is the first movie he's done that Tom Cruise was in. Oh. But, like, they are the kind of movies Tom Cruise does. Like, like they all come yeah. from that kind of, like, mission. Swingers is a comedy. Man on an but Adventure. Like, well, no. Like. Yes. It's, it's Man on an Adventure. But, okay, the hallmark of the Tom Cruise action movie is man out of his depth. Man against, stacked against impossible odds. Like. Which arguably I this find is. Boring. I I like it. I you you liked Fallout. I like a well trained man. You liked you liked Fallout. Well, he is well trained in Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, in the Mission Impossible. But the and that's the th- and I think that's the thing. Is that not Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? It is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. So like you enjoy those, but it's all he's also well like, to an extent. They're not like my. I don't. They're not your favorite, but no. I think you enjoyed. I mean, there's a big reason to enjoy Fallout. A reason that is physically bigger than Tom Cruise, and his name is Henry Cable. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that's the difference there, though, is Tom Cruise. He's stacked against impossible. I mean, it's called Mission Impossible, but at the same mm. time, his character is still hyper confident. Like, maybe I just don't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think Maybe that's it. <laughs> I think that might be it. Have you seen A Few Good Men, though? Is that a war movie? Sounds like no, a war movie. No, it's not a war movie. It's, it's not? It's a Sorkin movie. It's You Can't Handle the Truth. The, the It's a courtroom drama. Okay, well, Tom not right Cruise, now. Tom already, Cruise plays... You see, did, like, I, five journalism movies in the past month, and I'm just like... We did two journalism movies in one When did we watch drama. that? Uh, Trial of Chicago yeah. 7 about a month ago. So yeah. that, but that's not a journalism movie. That's that, a courtroom drama. That's the same thing. No, they're two entirely different they're things. They're basically they're the two same enti- thing. They're both about constructing and retelling a story, but This is why I need is a in- fan base so they can back me up on this. Ugh. Listen, I think that our All the President's Men and Spotlight Double Feature was great, and I know it was because you enjoyed it. You really liked watching those movies. Yeah, I like anything that outs the Catholic Church is guilty, so... Ooh, and President Nixon. Like we didn't know. Like we didn't know. On both events. Um, Honestly, I can say that I knew that it was happening and I didn't quite... But because of... like a child. Because... Well, no, but I'm saying, like, even watching Spotlight for the first time, I was like, oh, I didn't know it was that bad. Even as an adult. Even as an adult. Because... I was sheltered from that. This isn't us talking about Edge of Tomorrow. This is us talking about... Uh-oh. We're doing the tangent Different dance. genres of white men movies. <laughs> Which, this... Let's be real. This is a white man movie. Well... There's one person of color in this movie. Let me go through all of what doesn't work then. 
We can oh, start with that. Yeah. Boy. What? Who's the color? The oh, the kid from yeah, the Ford, other stuff. The uh, the the kid who's the kid who's in Ed, in uh, Legends of Tomorrow as well as Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> he's like anti-Flash, right? No, he's that's not a different anti- guy. That's a different guy. Uh-oh. There is there no. He's Oops. he's the guy who takes Robbie Amell's character's place as Firestorm. Stephen Amell's Firestorm. <laughs> Wait. Wait, so bro- okay. Brother Amel? Brother Amel, Robbie Amel. <laughs> he's in a. Is this superhero? Yes, this is superhero. So he's. He's in, also in. He's in The Flash. He plays. What? He plays Disney Channel Girl's fiance. What was her name? Kate. Not Kate Panabaker, but. The other. Danielle uh, Panabaker. One of the Panabaker sisters. Oh, Frosty Girl. Yeah, yes. So he plays her fiance who. Is affected when the particle accelerator explodes, and then oh, that's why I don't remember him. Yeah, it was so long so ago, early. so long ago. And he does he has the thing where he merges bodies with Victor Garber to become Firestorm. Okay, that was great, wonderful. Thing. Okay, anyway. Killer Frost. Killer Frost is the name of. Okay, second problem. <laughs> There's only two female characters in the entire movie. One of whom is just there. Yeah. The- Two named female characters. Technically, there's one at the end who shows up and okay, says one line. Three. They never um, talk to each Emily other. Emily Okay, she's a great female character. For, like, she's well, she she's the she's the she can do really good push-ups. Stereotypical. She's the strong female character yeah. where they where they heard strong and they were like, oh, so muscly, muscly. Which like they kind of felt it out too. Not strong as mean, but. strong as in strong as in she can beat a guy up. I but guess. Not, not, but, but, Maybe just Tom but Cruise. Has a, but has a backstory, well, and can kill a bunch of aliens. If but she has the Overwatch let, let's mods. Let's be honest. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. She's basically the, uh, suit. We need to watch the second one of that. But she's basically the, uh, the alien killer from, the, the, the female character from Wreck-It Ralph. Who, yeah. uh, Kenneth the Page, Fix-It Felix, falls in love with. Like, like okay. Like, it's down, down to the tragic backstory. <laughs> like, she's like. She ta- she mentions this one guy once to Tom Cruise. Yeah, what? And she's, that, and she's like, she's like, I had to watch it. I had to watch him die over and over and oh, over. So it's the so same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing. Fuck wow, that makes me. it worse. Oh God, no! Why did I? Oh, Bethany really didn't want to watch. So, so, so because of the naming conventions of this movie. We were originally going to cover it in the E's Edge of Tomorrow, but Bethany really didn't want to watch it back then. So I said, okay, we will move it to the L's, but we have to watch it then. And Bethany tried to avoid it again. And now, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. The thing is okay, happening where it doesn't what... stand up to scrutiny. Okay. I think, okay. It's It's, it's an got... enjoyable movie. It's it's popcorn. And you watched another, a bad popcorn movie yesterday, <laughs> to be fair. And you have to at least be able to admit that this was better than okay. that. Okay. Don't waste your time watching Six Underground unless all your friends really need to see it and are saying that you need to watch it. And then just do it because it's basically Michael Bay trying to be Quentin Tarantino and failing miserably. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) Where were we? I don't... Uh. One thing I did like was the alien design. It was like tentacles. Oh, very chaotic. And like they did this thing where the faces were like stationary, but the tentacles were like... Moving they around faces? them. faces? I yeah. missed the faces. Um, oh, the little beaks. Well, no, because it was like a wide open mouth with teeth that was like completely stationary. Like, you know what? You know what everyone fails to do? You what? gotta focus on the creatures. You gotta focus on gotta the creatures. Gotta focus on the creatures. 
We didn't know a lot about them. We needed to know more. It's like they kind of ignored trying to they learn. They just their... had stuff in passing where they mentioned like, oh, they call they're called mimics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, like, like they just kind of come up with this weird system and just kind of drop it. Um, oh God. Because she was like, yeah, this guy is a physicist and knows their biology, and I was like, why would he know both things? <laughs> well, no, I don't think he, they said he was a physicist. I think they said he she was... didn't. I thought she did. A top researcher at Whitehall. That's all this. It's kind of like when uh, Elizabeth Moss says at the end of Invisible Man, he is a trailblazer in the field of optics. And I'm like, sure. Okay. You know, it's it's like they're just saying stuff to, to throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks, you know? Yeah. Like they it's, didn't, they don't have a good story backbone. That's it, what it is. It, it also bugged me. We didn't need that scientist character boy. Like, um, right? We did need him and he needed to be better. Or but better why? yet, we needed a female science character. Why couldn't you just roll the... I mean, I guess it does... With the trope that they're going for, she's supposed to be a sergeant, which means she's enlisted. She's not even, like, a commissioned officer. So so it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't... Okay. Hierarchy. Okay, so you've got enlisted, which is your sergeants, yeah. and your enlisted men below that. Uh-huh. Commissioned officers is lieutenants and above. So... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so... so okay, so sergeant sergeants, bottom, Sergeants are... Lieutenant? The, the, it goes private, corporal, sergeant, lieutenant... Officer? Major... No, lieutenant becomes an officer. Lieutenant, captain, major, colonel, general. Yeah, yeah, okay, but what, let's just stick with there. So she is a sergeant. She's a sergeant. He's an officer before he gets kicked back to... Yeah, he's a captain before yeah. he gets kicked back down to... Pro- so he's major, above her. He's, he's technically major. above her. Yes, but he... In the ranks. But he it's did advertisements, which... What? Well, it's interesting because he's playing basically... Not that to, wasn't necessary. Okay, that also was. wasn't necessary. I thought it was. I thought it was good to throw... Because this is the kind of character I think Tom Cruise is pretty good at playing when he's not playing, like the super... <sighs> Macho action guy. We gotta get rid of Tom Cruise. I don't think we do. I, well, think, we I do. think we need to reset his brain a little bit and get rid of his brain worms. Um, but um, well, I th- that's I, been years in the making. It's his, too late. His God. I mean, he probably remember, joined at like twenty. Do you remember when he jumped on Oprah's couch and he was like, "I'm in love." Like that's that's the thing about Tom Cruise though is he's not just an actor. He's like, he's like, what? well, no, because he's like Pitt or Clooney. You know, he's he's. A star. An actor. No, but there's there's actors and then there's stars, you know? What? Okay, l- let me put it this way. Who's then, a star now? I would say... Do we do that anymore? Matt Damon. Matt Damon, star. Uh, ben Affleck, star. Like What? But Those s- are outdated. When's the last time we had a movie? Batman. The Martian. What I'm saying is... What I'm saying is people will go to a movie just because Matt Damon is in it. People will go to a movie just because Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or George Clooney are in it. Now, let's say you get someone like uh, Richard Armitage, who played Thorin in The Hobbit, or who was like the the ex of Sandra Bullock in Ocean's 8. That's just an actor. Someone someone like... like peop, I'm trying to think of other good examples, but like... I see what you're saying. Like I don't enjoy it, but I see what you're saying. Like Gary Oldman, people think he does good performances, but they don't think he's a star. And also, yes, we know all the old people think he's so great. He's he's fine. He's fine. I frankly think his Churchill was fine. I honestly think John Lithgow's in The Crown was better. When everybody clapped at the end of that Churchill movie, I was just like, this this was not. This man was an imperialist. Oh yeah, so was the queen. Apparently, so are all of them. So are all of them. They're from an imperialist system. We have been binging the crown. 
pretty much entirely for Claire Foy and Matt Smith. Matt Smith and whoever plays Margaret. <laughs> Claire Foy does a good job, though. Claire Foy is good. But they I, make the queen seem like a robot, honestly. Claire, she kind of is. Oof. Claire Foy is someone who should be a bigger star than she is, in my opinion. I mean, I think the crown Maybe has helped that. Maybe she doesn't want to be a star. I think the crown has helped that, but I, I really liked her in Unsane. And I liked her in First Man. Mm-hmm. Like, she was good in both of those. Okay, so let's get back does to our problems. Face. Tom Cruise does... He's not really a micro-expressions kind of actor. He's a broad strokes kind yeah. of guy, isn't he? Like, like he, he acts with his voice more than he acts with his face, I think. Um, he But this movie does play with one of my favorite Tom Cruise tropes, which is watching him get the beat, shit beat out of him. Yeah, I really liked the one where he got reset and then he rolled under the truck and just got run over by the truck. That was probably my favorite one. Yeah, watching Tom Cruise die a bunch of times. It, was yeah, like, satisfying, I'll say. Yeah, in... But it was also, like, it could be grim, and it does get grim a couple of times, I think. But it they play, it, they play it well for comedy. They should you know? have leaned more into the comedy, I think. And, and I think they did for the first half of the movie. But then when he suddenly starts to get feelings for Rita, that's when... Also, Rita? Rita Vertasky. Could we have picked... Um, the Angel of Verdun. A different name. The Full Metal Bitch. Okay, that right there, that right there messed up. <laughs> Very messed well, up. I mean, they, and they acknowledge that she hates that name too, that it was mostly like a marketing thing. Because there's the one point, the one point in the beginning where the the tech walks up and is like, that's the full metal. And she literally punches him. Out. <laughs> and I have to say, Emily Blunt did a good job with what she was I doing. I think Emily Blunt was I feel great. like her deliveries were really good, no matter what. Like... And this is why I want to see Sicario at some point. What's that? The uh, where she's playing like the FBI agent who goes undercover with like, or who does like covert stuff with like the Mexican police for the cartels. Oh no! So American directed accent. By, directed by Gareth Evans. Have we heard her do an American accent? I don't oh, think... I guess in a quiet place. Well, not. I, I guess a little bit in a quiet place. She doesn't talk much in that movie. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, no, no, no. no. Are you I mean, she does. This is called a quiet she, well, place. No, I'm just saying she. <laughs> technically does talk a lot in that movie using sign language but she doesn't verbally talk much in that movie okay okay yeah it's it but i think i think this i don't remember what the first action role that she got was this one but i I don't think it was i'm pretty sure it was but this was like the first one that i remember that's for sure and this is because before i had mostly seen her in rom-coms and the truly iconic Devil Wears Prada performance. Oh, well, it's interesting to hear her accent in Devil Wears Prada versus like this. It's different. She's a little posher in Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. This one almost feels like a little more naturalistic, you know. Um, I think. Let's see. Yeah, no, there's like two people of color in that movie, and one of them, like, his face is covered by a skull helmet half of the movie, and like. Well, and I say half of the movie, I mean half of the scenes he's in the movie, which is maybe 10% of the movie at most. The one Japanese dude who's manning the door gun when they go to Paris and who's like one of her, one of her troopers, basically, to follow Uh her. uh Yeah, there's a black guy and a Japanese guy and that's it. Oh man, when they, okay, (laughs) when they go to Paris and smash the glass at the Louvre. Yeah. I really liked that. Oh no, I love the Louvre as like the the final confrontation spot. Yeah. Like it was it was smart. It's, and I also liked like how the decoy one was like 
what looked like an old East German dam, like very brutalist, like very, very Bond villain kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But at the so, like, let's let's think, how many different movies does this pull from? Because the beach scene is pure Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> the dam and the Louvre scenes are pure Bond, like, using the locations like that. Mm-hmm. And then the premise is Groundhog Day, right? <laughs> But at this, but it's it's also like pulling from like classic military movies too. Like that's the thing I like. It's hard to get military sci-fi right on the big screen. Mm. So you like it because it's an homage. Yeah, it's it's a pastiche of so many different things. But it's like so like you've got like elements of the Starship Troopers novel with like the fire of glorious combat, you know, like and I guess a little bit of the crazy Verhoeven Starship troopers movie ah yes we all know exactly what you're talking about you've seen starship troopers i have watch it oh that was that weird one it's afraid boy that was denise richards and neil patrick harris yeah i liked it (laughs) it's it's buck wild because it's absolutely satire of the novel which but maybe not heavy-handed enough because people believed it (laughs) i don't know Oh, it's got the one dude from Teen Wolf and the Wire in it too. The vet from te- the vet slash druid from Teen Wolf. Sorry, you can't just mention Teen Wolf without me immediately wanting to watch it. You know, I could be convinced. I could be convinced to do a rewatch of the first three seasons and nothing else. Oh my goodness! No, once we have Allison to finish is, it. Once Allison leaves, I need what's to finish the point? it. What is the point of the show without Allison Argent on it? No one has ever been able to explain Scott. that to me. Scott. And his new okay, girlfriend. He I, gets a new girlfriend. Okay, okay, I do like Scott, and I do like his new girlfriend. Who's, She's like a Kitsune, Yeah, the right? Kitsune. Yeah, I like her. I forget her name because it's know. been literal years. And yeah. I do like Scott a lot, but it's just like the secondary character. The problem is the focus gets pulled back from him. The focus gets pulled over to Styles because Dylan O'Brien was who everyone on Tumblr was horny for. So in conclusion, live, die, repeat. Well, we haven't even gotten far <laughs> into it. God. What else do you want to talk about? I mean, it's lived. The thing is, the action is choreographed really well because I think you can, especially with the sound design. I think the sound design works really well to like anchor it home. Like, so you actually feel it when he dies every time. Like, sure. There's always like a crunch or like a squelch or something, and, he, and then he just wakes up immediately. So this, yeah, the sound design was the, good, but the, the music editing, wasn't. The editing, pretty good. The editing, pretty good. And I think it had, until the back half, a solid screenplay, you know? Like, mm, I, I just... I don't know about solid, but yeah, uh, it was okay. Well, it's it's Christopher McQuarrie who wrote like the last few um, Mission Impossible movies and directed oh. Fallout. So well. it, he, this is a guy who writes for Tom Cruise. That's what he does. And I think he wrote, I guess if you're working with limited, like... I a, think if he's working with Tom Cruise, I think... He can only say so much. I think Tom know? Cruise did a good job. Probably has trouble with big words. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> don't be don't be rude to Christopher McQuarrie. I'm talking about Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> I think... The movie loses steam when they when they start to shoehorn in the the romance, right? Like and when you when she kisses him, no, well, she no, wouldn't no, no, no. because yeah, she doesn't remember having all those days like and he does. She says, "Thank you for getting me this far," which is like, I guess the implication like is that a last she knows ditch, she's that about to die. She knows that they've had had this relationship, 
Like she know she knows like they would they ha- would have had to have had a relationship, but it almost feels like an admission. Like, uh, might as well. He's earned this, even though I haven't actually seen uh, him earn this. She could have said thank it's you gross. without it. It's gross. She could have still said thank you without it. It's like, mm, but I think there's there's ways to justify it, but also like I don't want to bend over backwards to justify that stupid stupid. It's case. a clearly men were in charge of this movie kind of mo- move. You know? Yes. I wish we had had more time with J-Squad, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> because they were all entertaining characters. Yeah. And, like, Bill Paxton was great as the sergeant. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's so many, like, side characters that I wish had been explored more. I like Brendan Gleeson as they the general. They didn't really explore anyone, including the main characters, which I think became one of I the mean, bigger problems. Yeah. is It became, like, the thing that I think is good about a lot of time loop movies is they're so character focused. Like Palm Springs, we just spend time getting to know Krista Mulyadi and mm-hmm. Andy Samberg's characters and they spend time getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, like... Like there's a camaraderie when there's, you there's, have to repeat with someone else. Like, and, and But even when you're by yourself, like I don't know that much about Groundhog Day, but I know that it's <laughs> Bill Murray learning about himself and the yes. people around him yeah. to become a better person. Uh-huh. And like, it's... This is so plot focused, you know, like even uh, even the 11th hour on the adventure zone, when they're trying to figure out the time loop, they figure out the time loop by getting to know the residents. There's a time loop in the adventure zone? Yeah, it's my, it's my favorite arc from balance, maybe like it's, and like they figure out how to move forward, not by just finding plot elements, but finding, but the characters are so integral to the plot. They have to know, like, what's motivating the residents of this town so that they can be able to break the loop. This one, it's not... It's a video game. I, I hate to... I And, yeah. like... And I, I don't... I know video games have, like, uh, elaborate stories, but I mean this in, like, it's a video game in the way that, like... The, it's, it's a video game in the way that, like, early, early Star Wars games, like Jedi Knight, where it's, like... Okay, you have to go up three stores to hit this switch so that you can do this down. Well, yeah, because they were planning their whole choreography. Exactly. So it's, we don't have enough, like, we we don't learn enough about Rita. Like, what we learn about Rita we, is stuff that Tom Cruise learned about in loops that we don't see. And right. that drives me nuts. Because, yeah. Because there's the entire scene with the farmhouse in France where he's like, you told me this, this, and this. And this is, or, and like... And this is goes, the place where you always die. My middle name is Rose. <laughs> oh, God. As if that's something that you needed to, like, oh, I earned a piece of her history by learning her middle mm. name. So I'm, I'm being very critical right now. I need you guys to know that okay, I do Who named like, someone Rita Rose? That is weird. I do Doesn't really roll off the like this movie is the still? thing. Still, it, it has its flaws, but uh. I still... I would st- I would watch it again right now. No. Specifically for the Bill Paxton battle oh, is the true yeah. redeemer. I'd watch the first half again right now. <laughs> yeah. I- but only half watch. <laughs> you would watch it while you were crocheting your blanket that's going to take you a month. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever crocheted a blanket before. I've been working for like five hours on this thing. No, you've been working for like 12 hours on this thing. And it would only cover my feet right now. <laughs> um... I'm not a very tall person. <laughs> this is... I'm very confused. It's... Uh, I'm on my third skein just just now after like 12 hours of work. 
Uh, well, while you're thinking about your skeins, why don't we take a break and go to the concession stand? <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Steampunks, Steam a podcast about badass women in the history of steam. Steam? So like old trains and boats and stuff? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. Oh, like how Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer, like, ever? Exactly. Awesome, I want to learn more about steampunks. And you will. And so will anybody who tunes in every other Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Join me and Emily on Steampunks every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. So I need to talk to you about Fashion Corner. <laughs> it's what a, fashion? It's a funny little joke, isn't it? It's a funny what little joke. Fa- I guess we could talk about the suit design. I want to talk about mech suits. Yeah, actually. They're, they're fine. They look like a video game suit. They're kind of chonky. They are chonky, but I think they're supposed to be chonky. because they're their supposed ammo. to A, hold ammo. B, batteries. Three, I love like jetpack. this is this is a very me is there a fashion. Jetpack? There's no jetpack, but oh. there are the guns that like fold back from the back of them. Oh, and I, I did loved like that. I loved it. How did those were those like automatic firing? Like they targeted the movement basically. So he has the little control panel, and he can like click over to that. Oh. And I guess they do kind of target the movement in a way. Sounds um, unsafe. <laughs> listen, this is this is a very me fashion corner because it's a sci-fi okay. fashion corner. Um, what else? Well, I don't know if this counts as fashion, but I think it's very important to heck to accessorize with a giant sword made out of a helicopter rotor. I just want to um, This is this is my Emily Blunt sword appreciation corner. I loved the sword. This is a weak fashion corner, but sure. It's so good. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking because she's got the one side that's sharp, and she has the other side that's blunt. This is a fun movie. Okay, it's well, a bad time go- to this rate. Is, this is a great bad movie, time is what to rate, I'm saying. Right? <laughs> I guess. I guess it can be time to Do you to have rate. any other final? Okay. Um, let's see. Are we rating Tom, out of Tom Cruise deaths? Sure. What 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 system would you? Propose? Well, see, then I wanted to be higher because I want. <laughs> um, there's nothing really memorable about this movie to use as a, a indicator. Alien tentacles. Okay, sure. Mm. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm ready. You go. Two point five. That is more generous than I expected you to be. I mean, I guess you rated it half because you enjoyed the first half of the movie. Oh, that is half of five. <laughs> Why did I think three was half of five? Three is the midpoint of the five star rating system, if you think about it. So three is slightly uh, above average, but two point five. Two point five. That is the actual half. You gave this, yeah, literally. That is pretty the, generous. The average. All right, well, you go for it. Take it back. Yeah, um, three. I give it three. I, I think that, God, the women are so weak. The woman, let's be honest, because there's only one female main character, and uh. It's a very white movie for being, like, a movie about the co- a coalition of forces trying to defend the entire world. Like... Well, that's kind of what I would expect, to be uh, honest. Yeah. Um, it's... It doesn't spend enough time with side characters that 
frankly, the little tidbits that we heard made them very interesting and made me want to see more with them. It abandons comedy too quickly, and it shoehorns in a, a very, very heterosexual romance. And, and heteronormative in, and patriarchal in the bad way. Like, it's... Uh, it's fine. Like, I... I will watch it again because I enjoy it, but I recognize that this is not what some would call a great movie. Hmm. Like, it would not get in into the ride, rest in peace. The what? The ride. The great movie ride? Yeah, you wouldn't see... Oh. You wouldn't see an animatronic... No. Emily Blunt in a mech suit, you know? No. Devil Wears Prada, on the other hand. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I I know. We'll make our own great movie ride. Hey, Disney, make the great movie ride again. Or or I'll never see another Star Wars film in theaters. So funny. That's not true. I'm going to see them all in theaters. They've completely ruined it. It's some Mickey Minnie thing. Is there not enough Mickey? This is the only Mickey TM ride. Okay, but did we need a ride? Yes, I think so. I think, But you just don't think it should have been the great movie ride? No, absolutely not. And I'll be mad forever. It's because people can't appreciate great films. Anyway, our, <laughs> our music was by the organ machines. I feel like you should, you could have an argument that it's like... Okay, we're wrapping it's, up. It's like too highbrow for the average Floridian. It... For the average Disney park goer, because everyone I see on Instagram Dis- doesn't care about the fact that Because they know it's the gone. Disney movies, but they don't know the movies that this is referenced. Oh. That, yeah. I mean, it was in the wrong theme park, <sighs> basically. Well, it's in Hollywood Studios. Where else was it supposed to but be? But be- Hollywood Studios... Is that what it's called now? It is called Hollywood Because it was Studios. MGM. It was MGM. Which is why they had the great movie right? But it's But then it became Hollywood Studios, but it's still Hollywood. It's like... It's not Hollywood it's, Studios just, anymore, though. It is still it is Well, Hollywood okay. Studios. The theme of the park is not Hollywood Studios. It's extra disney content in this park only <laughs> but it's like how can you justify keeping a ride with aerosmith who has nothing to do with disney as compared to a movie about a, a ride about movies yeah which, which, honestly which i feel like now, they need to rebrand because disney for because coaster. disney bought 20th century fox now they own the rights to a lot of those movies yeah <sighs> it's because the kids didn't care and they're all about the kids plus they're dumb adult parents who haven't watched those movies. Anyway, the track that Bethany mentioned like five minutes ago is Oil Waves <laughs> by the Organ Machines. They do our intro and outro music. They had a new album come out. I, I don't remember if it was last year or this year at this point, but I listened to it a lot. and It's very good. It's called it's on the Internet. Thin. Yeah. Um, I mean, this has been a fun episode to record, at least. And we're members of the Pocket Podcast Network. Yes, we are. Um, sorry, I think I have onion in my you eye You can right watch, <laughs> well, you can't watch shows, but you can listen to shows like No Dice, Green Mountain Mysteries, uh, Thumbs the Facts. Exactly. Lots of, lots of good shows. Go check it out. hmm And, uh, hey, while we've got you here, if you listen to this, there's a 33% chance that you already live in Georgia, because we know our listeners, <laughs> but if you don't, Maybe consider checking out the Georgia Senate runoff and seeing what you can do to help out. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't live in Georgia, you forgot to register to vote, forgot that big, big election, go do it now. Exactly. I mean, just consider, and even if you're out of state, I mean, look into the candidates, see who you might want to throw your your big blue money behind, uh, and uh, consider, consider helping us out down here. I really, I have always been proud to be from Georgia when it flipped. 
it when it flipped blue in the presidential race, I was even more proud. So it would go Georgia mean a lot to me if go you, Ducks. you could help help us out with this election. So <laughs> until next time, when we'll be watching. Oh, oh, hold on. I need to find out what we'll be watching next time. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I am interested because we've seen this movie once and not in theaters, but I think we did impulse buy it because it was We've only seen this movie once? We've only seen this movie once. What movie is it? The movie is Logan. Ooh, you gotta watch it in black and white. That's what I'm thinking we're gonna do. <laughs> so, next time we're gonna see uh, the Wolverine movie, which is kind of a western. And uh, so check that out. I'm John. And I'm Bethany. Don't buy too many anymore DVDs. It's never how you knew it. Nobody looks at it that way but you. We all saw drowning, but you were the one with the blood on your hands. Saying it, I never saw the one. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Thank <laughs> you.